Well, hello there. Uh, this is Chris Black from uh, Free Thought with Chris Black. So this is actually the second episode of my podcast that I just recently started. The first episode was really a test, so this really is more like the first. Uh, so tonight, I'm recording tonight, I wanted to um, talk about the first uh, and only book I've ever written. It's called Memoir of a Teenage Love Affair. Um, I wrote it in 2009. Um, I had a, uh, a breakup with a girl, um, and uh, I kind of obsessed with her, to be totally honest. Uh, and this book was just kind of like written. Um, so I just wanted to go through the first chapter. I think it's only two or three pages. You can just like do a quick excerpt. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, but if I may, before I do that, on the back of the book, which you can still buy on uh, Amazon. Uh, I'll put a link in the description. And my name is technically Christopher Black, uh, but, you know, we're keeping it short for the podcast. Um, so I actually wrote the back description, um, and I thought it was, you know, I actually thought it was, like, professionally done. I thought it sounded really cool uh, at the time. And But you be the judge. So this is what the back cover of the book says. In Memoir of a Teenage Love Affair, Christopher Black gives an insightful account of growing up, experiencing life, and discovering oneself. Through humor, curiosity, and intuition, Black writes of his lessons of love and love lost, of family and tragedy, and of the world's ultimate truths. With his precision and the unrelenting quest for truth, he analyzes the very foundation of human interaction. Wow, that's pretty... <clears throat> that's pretty unbelievable. Um, and I wrote that about myself. So that's, you know, that's, I, I, <laughs> I thought very highly of myself, it sounds like, uh, at the time. And then um, the, the back portion, uh, I, I ta have to talk about myself here. So I say, uh, this is Christopher Black's first book. Now, mind you, I'm, again, I'm writing about myself. Uh, Chris has been contributing writer to several publications, including the University Times. Like, what's that from? I th if I recall, I think it was, uh, I went to UNC Charlotte um, for two years, my freshman and sophomore year, and I think that was their uh, newspaper. But anyway, uh, and, and the Play Magazine, which I think was like a five-issue magazine in like suburban Pennsylvania. We'll get to that in a second. So the book is a memoir of Chris's experiences growing up in college and spans two years. He has had a lifelong passion for analyzing human interaction. Chris graduated from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in 2004 with a BA in psychology. He currently resides in suburban Pennsylvania. He enjoys writing and spending time with his family. And is that true anymore? No, I moved. I live in San Diego now. Way better. Um, enjoy time with my family. Eh, well, I'm married now. I have a baby, one-year-old. Uh, I love her. I love my wife. So I, I do enjoy that. Um, so I guess that's still true. Okay, I'm going to take a, a sip here of a little drink I made. Just bear with me. Okay, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and move into the book again. It's Memoir of a Teenage Love Affair by Christopher Black. Um, it's sold on Amazon.com. Uh, Link in the description. 
buy it, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna regret it um, until you get the book when it's delivered. Okay, uh, so this book was made to uh, I said to Margot. Uh, so we'll we'll save that for later as to who that is because that would be really interesting. Um, okay, so an older, wiser man. It's chapel. Or, sorry, chapter one. So, um, and before I get to that, I, I did a, uh, honestly, I don't know what you would call it, a prelude, whatever. I don't think that's it either, but it's basically a quote. Um, and uh, for this, I, it's Darius Rucker, lead singer, Hootie and the Blowfish. Huge, I'm a personally huge fan. But uh, the book is really about the loss of innocence, you know, your first love, that sort of thing. So the quote is, or it's a lyric from a uh, ironically titled Innocence. Um, uh, say your dreams, they all have changed. Well, my smiles, they all have faded. And the thoughts that used to seem so pure in my heart, they now feel jaded because I want to feel like I did and I want to feel innocence. Darius Rucker. There you go. All right, so that was the, again, I don't know what you call it. Okay, so an older, wiser man, again, this is like, I want to say it's two pages, so this shouldn't be too bad, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, <clears throat> okay, one more sip before we get going here. All right. Um, okay, the following entries I wrote from two, 2000 until 2002. They span my senior year of high school till the summer before my junior year of college. The entries revolve around my daily life, my philosophies, and my general ramblings. The overarching, however, is my relationship with a girl named Maggie. Now, keep in mind, Maggie, she, that has nothing to do with, you know, I, may, I dedicated the book to Margot. Not at all the same person. Don't even, why would you even think that, you know, <laughs> silly you. But anyway, uh, so Maggie went to high school with me, um, and she was a year older than me, so could have been inspired by Maggie May. <clears throat> but anyway, in high school, I wasn't very smooth with the ladies. I needed a date to my junior prom, and my friend set me up with Maggie. We had a great time at prom. When I dropped her off, she kissed me on the cheek. I was on top of the world. I had hoped to continue a relationship with her following prom, so I called her. She never called me back. I ran into Maggie at a movie theater a few months later. We became friends and kept in touch. I always wanted more. She was so different from other girls I knew. She was so passionate, intelligent, and I felt so comfortable around her. When we would hang out, we had a great time, but nothing romantic ever happened. I was shy, scared, so I never really made a move on her. We didn't talk for a few months, and I almost forgot about her. I figured nothing would come of it. Then, my friend who had originally set us up on a prom date ran into her somewhere. He asked her uh, why she, never she and I never dated. She said it was because she didn't think I was interested in her, because I never attempted to get romantic with her. This is where my entries begin for chapter two in the book, and moving forward. Following my junior year of college, I didn't keep in contact with Maggie. I heard she got married to some guy and moved to Baltimore. I lived in uh, media suburbs of uh, Pennsylvania, 
uh, or Philadelphia. Uh, then fate struck. I was in a store in my hometown. I was in a Wawa. I didn't put it in the book, but that's where I was. And I saw her. Uh, she told me she was divorced, and I asked her out. It had been 10 years, and it was fate. We dated for five months, and then it ended. I called her one Friday night, and she never returned my call. I know why. There's a plethora of reasons. I brought up several times to her during our second chance. I, I felt like we were married. I felt like she took me for granted. I'm 27 years old, and I want to know that the relationship I'm in might lead to something more. We dated five months, and we weren't technically boyfriend and girlfriend. A few days prior to her not calling me uh, back, I bought a blinder. I told her I wanted to get more serious. I wouldn't have minded some of the things I complained to her about if I knew she was committed to me and there was a light at the end of the tunnel. True to her nature, though, she couldn't commit. I think she's scared, and I will take that thought to my grave. So the following is an excerpt of an email I composed but never sent to Maggie a few days after we stopped talking. Okay, so I'm reading a book, you know, an excerpt. This is me taking a sidebar here. But now I'm going to read an email that I drafted to send to her after she stopped talking to me, but she didn't, just for clarity's sake. Taking another sip. All right, here we go. Here's the email. I feel like I just got divorced. Who's going to see Ryan? You see the first set and I see the second. So Ryan is um, Ryan Montbleu. He's a, I don't know, like a folky kind of singer, folk singer. For, I think he's from Boston or something. He's pretty good. She got me into him. Uh, you should check him out, actually. Uh, a plug, a link in the description or not. I, I may not do that, actually, but whatever. Um let me start off by saying you're awesome. I never met anyone like you, and I never will. You introduced me to so many things, and that's why I always liked you. You're so well-rounded. So here it is. I'm going to send you my book. So I'm writing about my book that I haven't written yet, but here we go. Uh, but so I knew I was going to write one. Okay, so you're going to read it, and you're going to say, how is it possible that someone loved me so much? Forget what I've written. Bottom line, you need to tap into your emotions. I'm here. I want to talk to you. I know you're not, I know you're going through a lot with being on your own, divorced, making it on your own. I know. I want you to open up. There's so much inside of you, but you block it off. It's like if something doesn't agree with you, you cut it off. Well, you know what? You can't do that. I know you think I'm a clown, but I'm not. It's a self-preservation mechanism. I think I actually pulled that line from a, a show. I, I, it was a movie. It might be Can't Hardly Wait from the 90s, but don't hold me to it. Okay, back to the email. You don't show emotion. There, okay, just one more sidebar. She, there could, she could have had an emotional problem, honestly, this Maggie. But okay, going back. Uh, back to the email. You're so stubborn. I want to take you in my arms and hold you, but you're non-responsive. It's like there's something missing. And I was reading my journal from 10 years ago, and it's the same old story. I get the feeling you're dead inside. Well, that'll really win her back. I, well, I guess I didn't send this to her, so that's fine. Um, in high school, you used to be so vibrant and full of life. I know I haven't changed her feelings, but either way, I, I think you need to get that back. Less what you did 
or less what you said and more what you did. On my birthday, you went night skiing and left me with your brother's wife. Well, in hindsight, I probably should have hooked up with her, but that's a different story. Back to the email. I know it was a skiing trip, but I thought it was an us trip first. That hurt me. I was very sensitive back then. Jeez. Okay. So I, I might have made some comments that you didn't like, but you know what? It goes both ways. I was just trying to be real with you. So if you can't be honest with the person you love, who can you be honest with? You totally think I'm a joke and you always have. I want to you to be real with me and that's all I ever wanted. Who gives a shit if I like rap and you don't? We need to dig deeper than that. I love you, and I don't know how to show you. You get offended when I want to talk to you, but I want to have a dialogue. The end. Well, okay, that wasn't the end, but that was the end of that chapter. Um, and I'm not going to read any more, but uh, as I said, name of the book, uh, Memoir of a Teenage Love Affair by Christopher Black. It's, a, it's a, through iUniverse.com, technically. It's listed as eleven ninety five, which seems like probably more than it's worth. Uh, it's under biography, autobiography, and memoir, hence the name. I was very direct with that. Um, it's got a, a picture of a, a, I assume it's a man and a woman holding hands on the cover over a lake or something. It's actually a very nice stock photography. <clears throat> but again, link in the description, Amazon.com. You can find it. Um, again, you probably, honestly, you probably shouldn't buy it, but, uh, if you wanted to, it, it, it would be great. Um, I, I actually, sometimes I get, um, like check, I still get checks. I get like, I don't know if you'd call them royalty checks or what, but I still get, um, and it, it's funny, I'll get, it'll be like four cents or it'll be, you know, my wife jokes and she, you know, she'll say, you know, you need to claim this for your taxes. <laughs> it'd be like a quarter or something, you know? Don't tell the government, but I, I don't I don't claim it. Um, but anyway, um, so I think that's going to be enough for this episode. Um, you know, the first episode was 37 seconds. This one will be about 15 minutes. So that's pretty good. Um, I was originally going to have my brother on, so I'm going to try to do that or have a friend on. I don't know what we'll talk about. I, I'm not going to do more of the book, at least yet. I'm going to see how many people buy it. Um, but we'll go from there. So uh, I'll try to do another one. Um, you know, at some point I'll get on a regular cadence, um, but uh, we'll, we'll just go from there. So thank you for joining me. Uh, I need to come up with a catchphrase to, catchphrase to end. I can't think of one. Um, but for now, um, adios, arrivederci, au revoir. Have a good night. Talk to you soon.